We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, welcome to the Positively Real podcast. I promised I won't sing the intro every time, but I just can't help myself. When I'm really excited about things, I kind of turn it into a song. That's just how I roll. I'm so excited about this first episode because if I could pinpoint one person that has quite literally pushed me into my purpose, it's Harmony Fulton. She doesn't even realize that I've just been following in her path since I was 14 years old. She is an incredible human being. And you know there's just people in your life that just get you. She is one of them. She's been leading group fitness classes since 1995. And she believes that taking care of yourself is a really, really good idea. It's probably why I was so drawn to her. She always has a playful attitude in everything that she does, and she aims to make everyone comfortable in what she does as well, whether it's leading a class or a workshop or just a one-on-one conversation. She's spiritual but silly and just makes things easy and doesn't overcomplicate it. So I figured what better person to bring on to kick off this podcast than the person that has influenced me the most to do what I am meant to do. So excited to share with you my mentor, my coach, Harmony Fulton. Let's do this. Hi, Harm again. Welcome to the Positively Real podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, as I was writing down people that have inspired me or has helped me along the way, your name always comes up. As you know, you're a mentor, an unofficial mentor. You probably didn't realize. Let's that. make it official today. Well, it's official today. Okay. <laughs> you probably didn't realize what. 15 years ago when you asked me if I thought about teaching spin that you would have a little tag along for the remaining of your life. Uh, But when I was writing down who has helped me along the way, obviously you popped up and we can kind of get into our story in a little bit, but I just wanted to have you on the show to a share the wisdom and knowledge that you've shared with me with listeners and then also kind of dive into expert in their field of happiness. And obviously you popped into my mind with that too. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So a little backstory with my love affair with Harmony. Um, I had been taking her class at the village way back in the day where you'd have to call the day before at 5 a.m. to get a, a bike in her spin class. I was in high school at the time. And it's the only reason why I was into fitness was because of Harmony. Uh, her classes were so much fun, so energetic. She had great music, great vibe, and I was just hooked. I went to ASU, so I was able to stay on my parents' membership at the village so I could continue to take classes. I took yoga. Fast forward uh, to a couple years, I think I was still, maybe I just graduated college, but Harmony approached me and asked if I wanted to or hold on I'm interrupting Uh. because (laughs) I taught so many classes and some people just stand out 
a room of 45 people and Brittany was such an extraordinary writer. She had this bright, amazing, positive energy. So that's in particular why she was approached. You can continue. <laughs> and that is exactly why I'm sitting here today because Harmony saw something in me that day or multiple. She saw something. I wasn't quite sure what it was because I burn her CDs and <laughs> I have a conversation on Facebook Messenger of like thanking me for a CD. And for those listeners that are like, what, what's a CD? It was something that I put in the computer and I'd burn and it'd take me like 45 minutes to burn the perfect 10 songs. So I would do that for Harmony and we just had this thing going. Anyway, fast forward, she saw something in me and that kind of continued on. I became an instructor uh, and it was the scariest thing of my life, but she allowed me the space to try and grow and gave me feedback. And, and then fast forward a couple of years, I became the program director, manager of instructors at the Madison Tempe, which changed my life. And then fast forward to now, as I have started my own business, starting a podcast, and you've been the constant because of your wisdom, your guidance, your stories, of just being the ultimate role model and always holding me accountable and checking in with what I'm up to and asking me. So I'm just so grateful that I get to sit down and share that with um, everybody and hear a little bit about you. Yeah. And I'm so proud. I remember we were sitting at a restaurant like a year ago and starting to map out your goals and things you wanted to do and to watch you take course after course and learn and grow and invest money and time and then to watch your website and then this like has just been really really amazing so I'm so proud of you ready um and it's just <laughs> cool because you get to be you were that catalyst mm-hmm. and I think it's I've noticed that within my own life being a catalyst for other people and it's just a ripple effect and that's what you know the goal is podcast and just in general putting our workout into the world is to create a positive effect and is to create that positive ripple effect for someone that may be wanting to do something or take a big leap of faith, but they're terrified and knowing that there is a way to do it. And hopefully we can continue that positive ripple effect. So uh, that's my little backstory with harm. And now I just want you to introduce yourself and give a little summary of who harmony is. Yeah. So a short summary of me. One thing that comes up for me is I feel like I am I am a voracious reader. So I feel like I've been really, and for the past 20 years, really adept at reading and adequate at executing, and which is something I'm actually looking at in myself in the past even month and going, I have to take action. It's I've read all the best books and they line my bookshelves and they're beautiful. And I could point out all the books that are fabulous and name all these authors and get excited when I go, I've read that too. And then notice that without putting what I've read about into action, that it's kind of a dead end job of just reading. <laughs> so um, Jim Quick calls self-help shelf help. If you don't yeah, do anything Yeah, shelf help shelf if you don't help. know anything about yeah. it. So so fortunately I feel like I've implemented things here and there enough that it's like kept me afloat. I definitely feel like I've never been really drowning, but so it's kept me afloat to be involved in reading and learning and listening to all of these people and things. And I still have room to level up my action. So, and then uh, I've been teaching fitness since 1995 before some of you were born, I'm sure. <laughs> and 
but but that's been a really fantastic job and journey and and it's incredible to inspire people and have feedback that oh you helped me when my dad was ha- you know going through cancer and I was coming to your class and you helped me become a spin instructor and then a life coach <laughs> and like you know just to support people on their way so that's been amazing awesome yeah. so that I know that you love reading and you've kind of bestowed that on me and I am also a big reader now a lot of that is because of the work that we were doing together so I know that implementing them but I'm sure there's one book or maybe a handful of books that you've read that have kind of been like this light bulb can you think of yeah you're shaking your head yeah I mean happiness advantage it's like the topic of this Sean Aker which is who is a brilliant Mm -hmm. speaker and I feel like anything he's ever done is worth reading and so yeah that was a a main major one for me Eknath Eshwaran is one of my is my main teacher and he teaches meditation and mantra. He has an eight-step program like slowing down, one-pointed attention, so all of that. And all of that leads to more happiness in my experience and opinion to be able to reel in my mind when it's spiraling or uh, I sometimes say like being pulled down a dark alley, you know, and then I can interrupt that, intercept that negativity and come back to a mantra. I have prayers memorized so I can turn towards that. So it's not just turn away from what's negative. I have something, I have things very specific to turn toward, mm. um, memorized and permanent for the past 12 years. I've had some, some things memorized. So, and that feels like it helps in my well being of noticing when I'm being negative, interfering with that, pulling myself to something at least neutral or positive. Mm. So he was a big in, impact in my life. Awesome. I love that. And I love that about mantra. Is there one that you can share that's like your go-to that you've been using for the past 12 years that kind of pulls you from a negative space to a more positive one? Yeah. Yeah. Share my mantra. Yes. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That'll be $500. That's cool. Um, my mantra, and I actually got from the book, I think it's called mantra, the mantra handbook and it's Om Mani Padme Hum. It's Buddhist. I'm not, but it is. And I think this is really important uh, or it was intriguing to me and I implemented it is he said, pick a mantra for life. It would be like if you're trying to dig for water, like a well. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, dug a little bit, you dug two feet down and you're like, ah, no water. And so you move to a new location and dig two, three feet, four feet down. And like, ah, no water, new location. It's like, you're never going deep enough to find what, like the resource. So it's like, pick one and dig deep, like, mm-hmm. let it just be for your life. And then as you turn to it over and over, it has familiarity. It's so comforting. It's just been your thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that. So I chose it and it felt awkward at first. I was like, oh, oh, money, pod me. How am I didn't know how to say it? Mm-hmm. But I just wore, worked on it, wore it out, wore it in. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. an old comfortable pair of jeans. Now it's just my go to awesome. for life. I love that. So with mantras, if someone is like, what is a mantra, like that's new to them, how would you explain it? And does it have to be a Buddhist mantra or can it be? just a saying or an affirmation or something along those lines. So referencing what he says is he says, find something that has deep roots and a long history. Mm -hmm. So 
something short, but he has a whole list of things to choose from. And Jesus is one of them. Hail Mary is one of them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them, I think maybe all of them, he suggests have a religious face. Mm -hmm. And I'm not religious. I wouldn't call myself religious at all, but it just stood out to me and I enjoyed it. But, but he doesn't say just go, oh, love is good or peace and harmony well that okay that would be a good one as long as it has if it has harmony in it it's an a plus mantra but yeah i mean that particular teacher says find something that that so then i'm not the only one with that mantra Mm -hmm. on this planet right Right. now absolutely there are songs with my mantra Mm -hmm. there are other people saying the mantra so that and the energy of that and the connection of that Mm -hmm. feels like it has more power definitely because it's in more people's minds and universal yeah it's universal yeah wow that's awesome yeah so if someone is trying to get into that like they're they have no background with spirituality but they're interested in or at least curious about it what would be a suggestion or a book or a video or something that they could check out to kind of tap into that the mantra handbook ekneth e-k-n-a-t-h-e-a-s-w-a-r-a-n i will put that in the show notes so thank you for sharing that so kind of going back to teaching group fitness since 95 um that's amazing (laughs) 95 was a good year for me um (laughs) how old were you two how old were you i was born in 88 all right i was like i was okay Uh, (laughs) um so what what would you say the biggest correlation between physical activity and happiness is? What's at the top of my mind right now is from something I was listening to just yesterday that I was like, oh, yeah, and I haven't consciously done it, but where they say when animals get stressed out, uh, they run or they somehow move energetically and get rid of get rid of kind of the negativity or whatever. So it, I believe that that's what it does. I think that it's a de-stressor, like it, it detoxifies the body. It, so, but I've never been, I've never been consciously doing it for that reason. Mm-hmm. I just like to, I love to move. I love to move, move to music like rhythmically. So uh, yeah, I've just had unconscious benefits from doing it. I always feel better. I hate to work out. Like I hate, it takes everything for me to put the outfit on and to get out the door. And it's like, I've always been real grateful. That's my job because I feel like I wouldn't have made most of the workouts I've done in my life (laughs) if it wasn't my job. But sometimes I go to classes and when I do that, I have to really pull myself to get in the outfit and to the location and in the room. And I, there are all these other things I'd rather be doing, but then there has not been one single workout I've ever regretted. I never regret it. Absolutely. So, so it definitely has positive impact, mm-hmm. but, uh, so greatest willpower to get there mm-hmm. and then it'll have all its magical powers. I completely agree. It's kind of, I feel very similar. I feel like by taking your class, I got tricked into liking working out mm-hmm. because up until probably the past three years, I started dabbling in other fitness, but with that, it was just, it felt made you feel so good and you never felt worse after you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah. Maybe driving there, but that's yeah. it. So if like, what, what do you wish you would have known when you first started 
with like group fitness back in back in the day nothing nothing there's nothing that stands out to that yeah Mm-mm. cool uh, so like someone that is just getting into it because obviously as we've both seen it evolve spin especially has evolved quite a bit <laughs> since you started even since I've started it's yeah. just skyrocketed if someone is interested in becoming an instructor what would you tell them Oh, becoming an instructor mm-hmm. or getting just into the group fitness field. Yeah. As an instructor. Yeah. Go to someone's class, start going to classes and find someone who lights you up, who you are inspired by and not want to imitate, but somehow be like them in some way, your, your unique version of them and then connect with them. Mm-hmm. and start asking questions ask if you can can I ride one one song in your class or can you know like get get them as a mentor if possible mm-hmm. or at least get a couple pieces of advice from your specific rock star role model so burn them cds basically is what yes. <laughs> so yeah just burn them cds and then yeah. you'll you'll be it <laughs> yeah oh that's awesome um okay great so let me Okay. That's for anything you want to do in the world. Go find someone doing it in a way that you admire and appreciate. Knock on their door, build up some courage, knock on their door and go, can I have coffee with you? Can I have some time with you? Or will you answer a couple of these questions and, you know, I learn from the, the leaders. Absolutely. And typically those leaders have, want to share that, oh, yeah. pass it down. Yes. Did you have someone like that for you that you can think of? Uh, the person that I think of, her name is Kathy Smith, and she was on a, ready for this? You thought CD was impressive? <laughs> she was on a VHS tape in my living room. <laughs> this is how I become became a teacher. I would take Kathy Smith's VHS step aerobics tapes in my living room, and I'd go, how does she talk and do that? And so one day I just decided I'm going to repeat everything she says. Over the top, knee up around the world. I, I said everything she said for an hour. And when I got done, I was like, where do I sign up? I didn't oh. realize I could do that. And I got certified. Amazing. So I've never met her. I don't know her. She was, yeah. she was on my TV screen. Oh my God. But amazing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. And I she's think still teaching. Is she's she? still teaching. No way. And she's like, I don't know. I don't want to say an age because I don't want to. Well, I'm 45. So she's probably in her 60s. Wow. And looks amazing and still has something online. Wow. Yeah. That's Rad. badass. Yeah. I used to do the Tybo videos. Like with Tybo. Tybo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can relate, but I never got it. Actually, I liked kickboxing for a minute. I dabble in everything, but <laughs> nothing was quite as fun. Yeah. So that is one of the things I love about you most. I mean, there's a lot of things, but that what you said is just, you're so curious. Like you always have this curious spirit that you want to figure something out or you want to know more about it, or if you Mm -hmm. don't understand, you will do the research, read the book, whatever it is. So what are you most curious about right now? Online courses. Oh, I'm, yeah. And I'm obsessed with watching videos right now. There are a couple of courses that I'm enrolled in. And so I'm just watching about how to how to just make it all happen, pull it together and make it work. So yeah, love learning. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best ways to stay 
forever young mm. like being that lifelong learner mm-hmm. I also love online courses I think that it I mean it's it is the future it's right now and yeah. there's information at our fingertips yeah and it just comes down to implementing it and taking action mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. awesome so what kind of course are you going to put out there okay so my idea right now I don't know how in depth to go into this because I really just been kicking around but I love to read and I love to speak. And so I'm like, how? but I also feel like I've had a pretty fabulous, fantastic life. So what I feel like I don't hold in common with a lot of people who've written books or have shows or whatever is like this massive adversity mm-hmm. that they've had to overcome. Like my path has been pretty red carpet, lovely. And so actually coming from a course that I just signed up for called knowledge business brokers, they say a knowledge broker. And so that's what I feel like I want to, that's what I'm leaning towards doing and being where I'm presenting material that other people like say, if you don't have time to read or you don't make time to read or you hate reading, I've read this book. I'm just going to pull out the golden nuggets from it. And then I'm going to share this, this, and this was great from it. You might want to write this quote down, put this up on your mirror. Here's action steps. Cause that's crucial. Mm-hmm. I know you know that. Um, so here's some action steps. So if you don't have an hour, two, three hours to read, or you don't have time to listen to it, I know audiobooks exist now, but maybe in the car, your kids don't want to listen to an audiobook, or you don't spend enough time in the car. Or that's not how you want to use the time. Could I just package like Cliff's notes, like a modern day, mm-hmm. um, and then just summarize what other people are doing, why they're amazing in the world. So I feel like I'd also be promoting all these other fantastic people um, and then giving little tips about what they're doing. So that's what I am daydreaming about. I like that. Yeah. So can you give any tips of like, it, like I'm sure you've thought about what book or person that you would start with. Can you give me one tip? Yeah. I mean, Sean Aker is write down three things a day that you're grateful for. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, gratitude, the practice of gratitude, if there, like, if there'd be one thing Mm -hmm. that maybe both of us would say, (laughs) if you're going to implement something in your life, let it be the ongoing practice of gratitude, not just three at night when you go to bed, but Mm -hmm. this hour and then the next hour and then the next hour, like keep looking for what's working in well right now. We have a ceiling fan above us blowing nice Mm-hmm. you know, air down on us. And I have a tall glass of water and how fortunate we have fresh water that is in our house coming out of a little faucet on and on and on. It's on and on. It's always. And mm-hmm. it's, so to start looking for that on an ongoing basis is a really powerful practice. Absolutely. So I, yes, as you know, I mean, we both always yeah. connected over that and gratitude. Um, and I always say like, it's, it's so easy when things are really well, it's easy to be like, I'm grateful for that. And oh, like, look for all the blessings. Can you think of a time in your life or maybe even something recently where things weren't going your way and you really had to dig into that gratitude and look for the positives that were surrounding you? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is, is this is kind of, uh, it sounds crazy and a little um, disturbing maybe, but it's a true story. I found my cat who ha- didn't make it uh, in our front yard. And so I was holding her body. She was gone, but I was holding her body um, and very sad. She was like a four month old and simultaneously, so crying and simultaneously 
one super grateful I found her because it could have been where something took her and I, and I always wondered if she'd come home. So I got to see that she wasn't with us anymore. I got to hold her before we buried her. So like there was gratitude even with death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does that yeah, count? That's, that 100% <laughs> counts. And that's such a wonderful example. And I think a lot, of, a lot of us are wired to just be like, look at the bad in that situation. But just to be able to practice gratitude regularly, not just three times in the morning or at night, but to cultivate it, actually, you don't even have to be like, okay, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? It just was a part of your experience. And I think that that's the most important thing to take away when it comes to gratitude and just cultivating that positive mindset and overall happiness. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a question. I had one right there. That was so good. Well, before it comes up, I'm going to share this too, because I shared it in my yoga class yesterday too, and I really liked it. It was just another... So my dad called me and he lives 2000 miles away. He's 70 years old. And he called me and he wanted to FaceTime. And he said, I can't talk to you because I'm going to turn the phone around and just show you. And for two or three minutes, he walked me through a park that was, it was at nighttime and they had hundreds of carved pumpkins. And so instead of this being just another part of my day, I was so savoring my dad and my dad's alive still. I have a relationship with him. He wants to call me and show me a, a pumpkin patch <laughs> or whatever. Like all the, you know, I'm available to watch. We have this technology that can support it. So it wasn't just like, oh yeah, cool dad, you know, whatever. Like it was a very deliberate, I am going to appreciate the, are we swearing on this? Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to appreciate the hell out of this. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not just this blur of another part of another day. Mm-hmm. Like that is burned into my mm-hmm. mind because mm-hmm. I decided to bring that heartfelt gratitude towards it. It's amazing. Yeah. And just that experience. Because it could have just been like, oh no, I can't like I don't have time for this. I'm yes, said it you all chose. lined up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two things I remembered my question yeah. because of that. So First, it's like, how, how does one cultivate that? How does someone have that mindset of gratitude or just taking the time or to appreciate that moment, right? Where it's could have just been an ordinary phone call or you wouldn't have answered and how it turned into something that was so meaningful to you. Like how would, how would someone start with that? I do a word of the month in all of my classes. And right now the word of the month is practice. And so to write down in multiple places, what am I practicing right now? Feels like it would be a really good starter kit. (laughs) Or it could just be practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if it's not coming naturally, then reminders are crucial. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start doing it. Like there needs to be an alarm on your phone. There needs to be, I I often have things written on my mirror um, or, you know, sticky note in the car and, and it feels so cheesy, like, <laughs> sticky, what a, but it and works. yeah, it works. And I also believe in changing those out mm-hmm. because eventually there's like Autopilot. a visual fatigue mm-hmm. where like you stop seeing it mm-hmm. because it's in the same place, the same all the time. And so you need to at least erase it, put it in a new place mm-hmm. and write it in a different color. Mm-hmm. Just so it 
pops out again. I when we first started working together, you gave me a mirror marker so I would write my yeah. little affirmation or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. It you just have to it allows you to rewire it in your brain. Yeah. Just as much as you've learned certain things about yourself, you can a hundred percent learn a new part of yourself or a new skill, something yeah. like that. So then the second thing that came to my mind is your stories. And I love that you just shared that story about your dad and that phone call and the story about your cat. And that is something that is so powerful is sharing stories and the lessons that come from it. So what would you say the connection between happiness and storytelling is? The connection between happiness and storytelling. I don't have an answer for that. Okay. Uh, but so, okay, let me think of another question around yeah. storytelling. Um, okay. How are you such a good storyteller? How am I such a yeah. good storyteller? Like every time in your yoga class, even just now, okay. you're able to... I can answer how I'm okay. such a good storyteller. I'm authentic, unfiltered, and just share. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, oh... I'm about to tell about my dead cat. That's not a real sunshiny topic. And here I go. Mm -hmm. There's value in it. Mm -hmm. So, and the details of it where I wasn't just like, oh, I had this animal, it passed away. I was like, I'm holding the, you know, like, and so to get real and raw about it. And, and then also I think my practice of being present and awake like the story I can tell that about my dad and the phone and every, I can tell you where I was standing in my kitchen mm-hmm. because there's this, I'm so present. So then when I'm storytelling it, I can detail my story because I was actually there. Mm. That is such a wonderful point. And maybe that's where the, not maybe, that is where happiness ties into mm. storytelling and being actually there because mm. there is a big connection with the two just yeah. being present and yeah. being happy in in that given moment because a lot of times unhappiness comes from some sort of thing in the future or something that had happened in the past so mm. it takes you away from the present moment trying to control these two things that are not controllable so there is something to be said about stories and happiness yeah so. yeah cool Get a way to put way to piece way it to together. Piece it together, connecting the dots. <laughs> awesome! Wow, we were just right on time. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about happiness and movement, and I know that you've been developing your own type of workout practice, workout slash work in called the Deep End. I had the pleasure of taking your class a couple of, I think, weeks, maybe a month ago. Yeah, I guess it's been a month now. Uh, Uh, at Psyched Wellness. So I loved it. I mean, I'm all about that. I do believe, again, kind of we talked about something about energetically releasing energy and then spending time writing and goal setting. So I want to give you a chance to kind of explain the whole methodology behind the deep end. Yeah, the deep end, what I was looking around in the world and seeing, I still do, is there are so many places to work the physical body, which is fantastic and how fortunate we are to be able to go to Orange Theory or CrossFit or spin, yoga, like it's a, it's on and on and on and on. Go hike up a mountain. I mean, there's so many um, things to do and ways to move. 
And then when I go, okay, so where do I go if I want to practice a non-physical wellness regime of breath work and meditation and goal setting and journaling and things like that? And I come up empty handed when I look around. I don't, I feel like there, there are some meditation places but but even that you know where there's maybe more workshops around those things that I listed but it's just like a hot weekend and then it's out where could I go every single day like to do that so that's how it started and then so we created this curriculum or not a curriculum just a class that's 50 minutes long there's 20 minutes of working out and we found that 20 minutes can be enough so get your heart rate up, you get your blood flowing, it's good uh, chemically for your body, your brain. Uh, And then, but it's enough. It can be enough. So if people have this idea that, oh, I have to work out an hour and they might completely not work out at all because an hour feels like so much, especially if they barely ever work out or don't work out at all. But if you go, oh, 20 minutes is enough. Yes. So we do 20 minute workout and then we have what we call 20 minute work in, which is breath meditation, journaling, goal setting, and a little inspirational nugget that I bring from a book. My one for the class you were in was from a book called fire starters, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then there's a little time around that because 20 plus 20 is 40. And if you're like, she said 50 minute class and <laughs> math is not my strong point. And I, uh, we just have a little time at the beginning and the, in the end to connect with one another. So, so right now we're working on what we want instead of like a brick and mortar location, we want to have this format in companies. So we want to be in corporations. We want to be coming on a weekly basis and, uh, in a team building, in a, you know, what's, what is it called? Like culture, helping the culture of a business. So if people are in this, I used to work at a call center, you know, so it's kind of just this cubicle environment and, and just to kind of step out of that, move a little bit, which, which we've already covered is just invigorating and tends to lift moods and spirits. And then to do something on the mental side, the emotional, the spiritual side, to keep developing that, you know, turn towards that and give it time and attention. Um, so that's our that's our goal is we want to do that on a weekly basis. We're still just in the early, early parts. We have meetings actually a week from today with a couple of places that we want to do pilot testing. And so awesome. it's called the Deep End and we love our logo. It's a little <laughs> owl. It is pretty amazing. Who needs a name? <laughs> you will have a name. Yeah. I'll make sure that I link that too oh, okay. on the show notes. Yeah. And it's funny to, you know, talk about the class that we did a month ago with Firestarter because a lot of the reason why this podcast even got launched was because of that class, because Alex was my accountability buddy mm. and we met the following week. And my goal was to have, you know, months mapped out. And that's what I did. And here we are sitting here. So Amazing. it's all connected. And especially for listeners that are not quite on that spiritual journey. And this isn't, you know, necessarily a spiritual podcast. uh, But it's definitely I feel like the deep end is something if you're interested, and you're like, kind of curious about it, it's a really good starting place to just take 30 minutes of your day just to focus on your needs, because we're constantly focusing out on what everybody else needs. And often, 
put ourselves last. So to have a class like that, I think is a game changer, especially in corporate culture. And I mean, I think anybody could benefit from it. So thank you for putting that together. And yeah, I look forward to being a deep end instructor one day. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Told you, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> um, okay. So my last question is, what would you like, what would your friends and family say your superpower is? I don't know. Well, that's your homework. You better get on that. I mean, I would say storytelling uh, because that is a superpower because you can connect with people on that way. But I think you got to find out what that answer is. I mean, the first something that came to my mind was I love animals. So, and I feel like, like one of my favorite things that I've contributed to the world is I have people saying that they rescued a spider from their shower because of me. Like, like there's this heightened awareness of respect all life, no matter how big or small. And so, but I I wouldn't know how to put that into words where it's like, I'm an animal lover, but is that a super, that is a superpower. Well, and Brian's going to listen to this and be like, oh, so this is why we don't kill cricket. Well, that is an awesome segue into the action step. Mm. So as promised, every episode is going to have a tangible action step. And there's definitely a lot of action you can take from the, uh, you know, everything that we talked about as far as gratitudes go and moving your body. And I'll make sure that that's included. But I I always want to give my guests an opportunity to share an action step that, um, they find that can tap into happiness in any given moment. So Harmony had a very unique one. I'm excited for you to to share that. (laughs) The action step I would recommend is to get an animal in your life. So if you're in a place right now where you can't have one where you're living, then for example, I have six animals and if somebody that I know, like you can't just walk up to my door as a stranger, but if somebody I know would say, Hey, can I have, can I just hang it out your, hang out at your house for 30 minutes for an hour while you're away at work and walk your dogs, lay with your cats. I have somebody who, whose husband is allergic to cats and they love cats, but they can't have them. You know? So it's like, come get your cat fix. One, you get your cat fixed, you get an animal fixed. I feel like they are are very um, soul-serving and a salve to any emotional need. They just fill a need for me. I just think for humans. Mm -hmm. But but then also whomever's pet you'd be going to visit, they might be delighted, one, to see you if they're home, or two, for you to give their animal some extra person time, human time while they're away. Some people work eight to five and their animals are in crates or by themselves all day. And so it could serve them too. But volunteering would be another way to do it mm-hmm. and shelter. There's so many ways, but just to get some furballs in your life. <laughs> Not I to mean, be mistaken with hairballs. That's a whole I different mean, story. I am all for that action step. Yeah. Actually, it was just yesterday. I was messaging my friend and I love their dog Bentley so much. And they're like, oh, you're in the neighborhood. I was like, I can walk your dog. Like the weather's nice because I don't have an animal to walk. So yeah. it's true. It just helps out a friend and it also helps out yourself. And I feel like being around animals is 
instant happiness. I completely agree. So that's a wonderful action step. Very unique, just like you. (laughs) I knew that you were going to come up with something outside the box. Uh, Okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. This was so fun. Thank you for having me chatting with you and hearing your stories and all the good stuff. So uh, where can people find you if they want to know more about Harmony? Well, the deep end vibe, the deep end which you'll post. Yeah. Um, we just have a landing page right now, but that's where you could, you could con- get in contact with me through that. Okay. So yeah. And what's your Instagram? Harmony Fulton. It's not Hug Harmony. I don't know. I think it's Hug Harmony. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have online courses. We got to get your Instagram going. Okay. If you're listening to this, you need to go to Hug Harmony right now. Follow her so we can get her involved in the gram. Let me just make sure that it is Hug Harmony. (laughs) I love it. It is definitely. I knew it was Hug Harmony. All right. Hug Harmony. That's a good name. I like it. It's a great name. Okay. Well... (laughs) catch you soon. Thanks Bye. So Love you. Well, that was a great time. First real episode down and wow, I just love my conversations with Harmony so much. She has so much wisdom and so much goodness to share. I hope that you got something from this episode and I want to hear from you. Are you going to follow through with the action step? Do you have a pet in your life that you can spend more quality time with? Or maybe you have a friend that you want to help out and walk their dog, or maybe you can volunteer at an animal shelter. So many opportunities. And of course, Harmony delivered with that action step. So if you take action after you listen to this episode, please go on Instagram, share this episode, share you taking action so I can cheer you on. I absolutely love nothing more when I see people take action towards feeling like their happiest self. All right, until next time, love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you, my friend, are so worthy of it. Have a positively real rest of your day and I'll catch you soon.